0: On this week's episode of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, a picture of the Cybertruck's frame leaks, and none other than Sandy Monroe has some thoughts on it. Plus, the holiday software update arrives earlier than expected for the Tesla fleet, and brings with it some really fun new features. Tesla rolls out more mega chargers for the Tesla Semi and more. Greetings, friends. Ryan McCaffrey here with you for episode 385 of Ride the Lightning, your weekly Tesla unofficial podcast for December 18th, 2022. To my left on the couch, Daisy the Boxer, and behind me laying on the floor is Zelina the future service dog. Well, a busy week here as we head towards the end of the year and into the massive 2023 that awaits us in the world of Tesla. Uh, first up, a quick PSA for all of you. Tesla has sweetened the deal to try and move as many cars as possible this month ahead of the December 31st end of quarter and end of year deadline. Of course, every single car they can move this month further boosts not only its overall 2022 delivery number, but what should also be a specifically huge Q4 as well. So. In addition to the $3,750 off of any Model 3 or Model Y delivered in the month of December, Tesla is also offering 10,000 free supercharging miles for any delivered car. Yes, any delivered car, inventory, custom order, including the SRX. So that is all happening this month. So if you happen to be taking delivery, of any new Tesla this month, you get a nice little bonus that you hadn't even counted on. So enjoy that. Uh, also this week, happening on Patreon, my Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash teslapodcast. Patreon is the way you can voluntarily choose to support the show. I do a mini bonus episode every single week on there that I call the lightning round and this week for those ludicrous tier backers and higher that qualify for that weekly bonus mini episode I made that show about the 10 steam games that I would recommend buying and playing in your Tesla now that steam integration has come to the new model S and model X more on that later in the podcast that's one of the big one of the big news items for this week also, a quick correction from last week. Uh, hilarious! I, I can only laugh at myself that I started last week by saying, "Hey, I try to get, I try to be as accurate as possible." So let me, you know, correct my error and try not to do that again. And then what did I do? I did it again. I'm only human. I'm doing my best. <laughs> Hopefully, these uh, top of the show corrections will start becoming fewer and further between. But it turns out. You totally can do dual zone climate control for driver and passenger in the front seats of the Model 3 and the Model Y. I wanna thank the many, many, many of you that kindly corrected me on that. And I will be totally honest with you again, cause I'm human, I'm not perfect, I'm a Tesla enthusiast, Tesla super fan. I do my best to research and know as much of this as I can. This one forever slipped through the cracks on me. I didn't know it until you all corrected me this week. And that is the split button in the HVAC UI. I had, quite frankly, never noticed the split button. So like, I had to wonder, has it always been there? And then, as I say that out loud now, Don't answer that. It's a rhetorical, I don't want to know if it's always been there and I've been missing it for the last four and a half years, but in any case, uh, I am glad to know about it now. It will make my wife happier anytime we take the car out from now on, particularly at this time of year when temperatures are a little cooler. I mean, we don't get a formal winter here in the San Francisco Bay Area, but she does have her preferences. She, She generally likes it a little warmer than I do in these cooler times of the year so the split button if by chance any of you out there also hadn't noticed that I may be the only one I fully acknowledge that but there you go the split button in the HVAC UI hey uh, also a double shout out to this uh, this week here's the first one a shout out to testcalendar.com. I mentioned this two shows ago and I completely spaced on it last week I apologize to the testcalendar.com folks That is totally my bad. And so I want to mention it here. Get your 2023 Tesla calendar by going to testcalendar.com. Again, this is totally community organized. They hold a 12-week photo contest every year to decide who's going to be featured on each month's page. And the reason I'm happy to mention this, uh, that it's, by the way, it's in its sixth year. Every sale helps plant up to five trees through the One Tree Planted Foundation. Each order also includes a free Tesla T Christmas ornament and exclusive discount codes from Test Calendar sponsors. Free shipping if you order two or more, get yours at testcalendar.com. We are in that season. So this was a, it was a grave error on my part to accidentally forget to mention that last week. So uh, I'll mention it one more time towards the end of the show this week. But for now, let's get started With the proper news of the week, the number one story, in my opinion, and really anytime, anytime there's any notable update on the Cybertruck, it's probably gonna be the number one story because I'm super interested in the Cybertruck. I know so many of you out there have Cybertruck reservations and are very excited for that thing. So here we go. There was an endoskeleton, that's my terminology. I mean, because we always hear about the exoskeleton, the stainless steel exoskeleton. Well, the frame maybe well, it probably shouldn't be called the endoskeleton i'm sure i'm i'm using that term wrong but in any case a picture of the cybertruck's frame leaked the leaked photo of the cybertruck frame comes via my friend kim java and her ev lifestyle channel which is called it's kim java you can check her out on both youtube and instagram now the write up on this comes courtesy of tess larati who writes An image of a Cybertruck body with its apparent single-piece rear megacast was recently shared online. The photo was shared on YouTube by longtime Tesla owner and EV advocate Kim Java, who noted that the image was taken from Giga Texas. The photograph was taken from the vehicle's rear, and it showed what seems to be two main parts of the Cybertruck's body put together. One looked like a megacast and the other looked like it was uh, hydroformed stainless steel. A close look at the rear mega cast hints at a number of interesting details. For one, Elon Musk was not kidding when he previously stated that the Cybertruck's rear requires a casting that's bigger than those used in the Model Y. Musk has noted that Tesla would have to use the largest casting machine available for the Cybertruck's rear body because it's a large vehicle with a long truck bed and it has to be capable of carrying a lot of weight. As could be seen in the recent photo from Giga Texas, The megacast for the Cybertruck's rear is indeed the largest yet. Also interesting in the recent image was the apparent absence of a folding mid-gate. This came as a slight disappointment for some Tesla supporters, as some were looking forward to the feature. A folding mid-gate was also heavily hinted at in a Tesla patent from last year, which describes folding rear seats. The patent was met with much excitement, as it would make the Cybertruck a great camping vehicle, or greater, maybe, is uh, to put my own editorial editorialization on that. If the recent image of the Cybertruck and its mega cast is any indication, it will appear that maybe the camping thing is not the case. So that's Tesla Roddy's phrasing. Well, let's let me just say first up, I very much recommend that you take a look at the photo for yourself. If you get a chance, you can see it on Tesla Teslarati or certainly at the source. It's Kim Java on YouTube and pretty much any of the other major Tesla or EV blogs have picked it up as well. I mean, this casting, whatever this, you know, this piece, this middle chunk of the truck, it really is enormous. And obviously I say that with absolutely zero manufacturing experience or expertise. However, uh, someone who, just last week was very up close and personal to the single-piece front and rear gigacastings in the Model Y as part of the Tesla exhibit at the Peterson Museum. So clearly that makes me, well, still not an expert in any way, shape, or form whatsoever. It's just, it was, my point is to say, it was it was a little interesting for me to look at, even though I'm not an expert, because I at least did get to study the single-piece front and rear uh, gigacastings from the Model Y which are on display as part of that Peterson Museum exhibit and now to, to look at this picture of the Cybertruck frame you can just see it really is it's enormous by comparison however let's hear from someone who is a manufacturing expert and he would be friend of the podcast I interviewed him uh, what a couple years ago now that would be Sandy Monroe of Monroe and Associates here is Sandy dissecting this frame
1: image from uh, his own studying of the picture. It's not a single casting, and this is prototype, prototype. It means that they're trying it out uh, to make sure that from a fit standpoint it'll all work. I'm gonna tell you right now, there are one, two, three, four, five, components that you're looking at they're welded together these components are probably made these casting what look like they are castings but they're made in a different way it's called lost foam so what I can do is I can make a foam pattern something like that ram it up in sand and then I pour molten aluminum into that casting or into that uh, mold and that mold will uh, sublimate the the uh, the styrofoam, it'll it'll just vanish. It turns into a gas, and then it'll fill up the core that's inside that mold, and it'll give me this casting. And it's a great idea for a production part, or sorry, uh, for a prototype part. This, 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 and that, are that type of casting. And this casting down below. I'm going to guess right now that it's also probably a prototype because I know uh, you've all seen the, the, uh, uh, the machines that, uh, that we went and seen when I was in Italy. I know how long it takes to get across the ocean. My guess, that uh, that, casting, uh, that casting machine, the 9,000 ton machine that comes from Hydra and the molds that go along with it are probably not, uh, they may be in the United States, but I can guarantee you they're not set up yet. This right down here is going to be a prototype. As far as all the uh, other welding and whatnot that's going on here, my big question is, I, don't, I have no idea how you weld aluminum to stainless steel, so my guess is that we've got some, uh, some other stuff in play here. My guess is that maybe the outside skin is stainless steel, but the inside is going to be something different. It could be aluminum, which is what be a first choice because I can weld this aluminum to that aluminum. It could be a lot of different things, but I can tell you right now when somebody says that this is all one casting, that that is not true. This is going to be five castings welded together.
0: I'm going to be interested to hear what Sandy has to say about the final CyberTruck when he gets one of the several that he told me that he has reserved because he's going to tear one of them down and presumably this piece that's been that's five pieces together as you heard him mention there will be that single piece casting in the final production truck. Now, obviously Sandy's the expert here, not me, but the one thing I can add is something that in fact came up at the Ride the Lightning listener meetup at the Peterson Museum last week as we were all standing around the Cybertruck prototype. And that is this. It's not exactly related to the frame per se, but hear me out. And that is, it is crazy to me that there are still a lot of people out there who genuinely refuse to believe that this truck is ever coming out. Now, some of that I see is just from the delays, for sure. And okay, I get that. Tesla has pretty rarely ever hit their dates. Uh, the three and the Y, to the best of my knowledge, are the only vehicles that that ever have been on time for Tesla. Now, granted, if you're Tesla and you're going to be on time a couple times, the two high-volume <laughs> vehicles that drive the profitab- profitability of your company are definitely the ones that you want to be on time with. But... Uh, I know that some of the pervasive doubt from those people is just because the truck looks so different, and maybe maybe you may have to mix some anti-Tesla sentiment in there too for some of those doubters. But if you don't believe me, I'm really serious. There are people out there. Go look in the uh, you know in, in on social media, certain forums. You know you go look out there. There are people who genuinely like not as just online posturing, but really actually believe that the Cybertruck isn't a real vehicle that's going to go into production. They think that this is just like a marketing stunt and that a normal truck is coming. And well, boy are those people in for a surprise in about six months from now. I cannot wait to see these on the roads. I mean, think about it this way. You put the Cybertruck next to a supercar and the Cybertruck's going to get more attention. It is that insane. I also have to smile and laugh to myself a little bit about how much of a 180 that I have personally done on this thing. I know I'm not alone, and I've addressed that before, but if I had miked myself up as it rolled out on the stage in November of 2019 from you know, me and the crowd, you probably would have heard me say something like, oh no like in a genuine, concerned way, like an actual, real, emotional, oh no. (laughs) And now, now look at me. I can't wait to get one now. So it's funny how that works. Anyway, stay tuned to Ride the Lightning in 2023 because there's gonna be a lot of Cybertruck to talk about, not just leading up to its launch, but well after it too. Like, for instance... There's this little nugget to consider, and maybe some of you have thought about this already, but the first Cybertrucks off the line are going to be sold for huge premiums on the gray market if those early customers decide to sell. Rivians, for instance, the R1Ts, they were going for big premiums when those first started shipping. I don't know if they still are. I I admit I haven't kept up on it. But certainly, you could get a nice premium if you flipped your early production R1T. And those are great trucks by any and all accounts, those are great. So, I bet an early Cybertruck owner could probably flip their, again, my prediction here $95,000 quad motor Cybertruck. You could probably flip it for $150 easily. So, This is going to be just fascinating to watch on, on all levels. Next up this week, the Tesla holiday software update has arrived much earlier than last year. As you recall, it was Christmas Eve when it got pushed out wide last year. And it does indeed bring a lot of goodies. So the update not only pushed out to the fleet earlier this week, But Tesla also posted a bunch of fun little videos about each of the features in this holiday update to their Twitter account. So the features are, as described by the Tesla Twitter account, view the cabin camera from the Tesla app while using dog mode or sentry mode to keep an eye on your puppy. So this, obviously, I love this. I've said it before. This is a most welcome new feature so that you can check in on your canine companion anytime. The next one, schedule your own light show on multiple vehicles simultaneously to create your own orchestra of light. So if you if you get together with a couple of friends who have Teslas, you can all go into the app, set the same time, lock it in, and all of your cars will start their light show at the exact same time. Now this one you know, I, I don't work in software development. I cover game development. I cover the video game industry. So I have a a good sort of reporter's knowledge, just not a first hand, you know, my r- r- running my uh, arms down into the into the into the muck to code myself. But I have to imagine that this was an internal development tool that they just decided to release publicly. I mean, I never thought of it that way, but You know, we've seen videos in the past where Tesla choreographs multiple cars together to make a a cool video out of the light show. So I'm sure that Tesla had this in their back pocket and just thought, well, heck, let's release it. Let's let other people have this too. Next up, Steam is here bringing thousands of games to new Model S and X vehicles. Well... This is a big one, certainly in my world, the video game world by day. This is another instance where my Tesla life and my IGN.com day job, they meet, they cross over, they intersect, this is a big one. Elon had teased this a while back, responding to somebody on Twitter who was asking about the status of Cyberpunk 2077 and The Witcher 3, which were supposed to come to the Teslas, to the new S and the X, Both had been teased by Tesla back at the Model S Plaid launch event, which is already a year and a half ago. Elon had said in response to that person that they were working on a bigger solution, and oh boy, the team has delivered on that bigger solution. This is legitimately insane if you're a gamer. The new Model S and the new Model X and the 10 teraflop GPUs that they have in them those cars are now effectively the world's largest Steam Decks. Now, if you're not familiar, the Steam Deck is a handheld PC, basically. It's, it's a handheld gaming computer, a handheld PC made by Valve, uh, the company behind Half-Life, the company behind Portal, uh, the company who, of course, makes, that they've developed and maintained Steam, which is the number one portal through which, if you'll pardon the phrasing there, through which people get their PC games. So, you know, Valve is a, a major player in the in the video game industry and specifically the PC industry. And so the the new S and X basically are the world's largest and most expensive Steam decks starting at $105,000. This also, by the way, definitively answers the question of whether or not there is a difference between the Ryzen MCU that's in the S and the X and the Ryzen MCU, the AMD Ryzen MCU, that's in the newer Model 3s and the Model Ys. Clearly, there is a difference because the Steam integration feature is only compatible with the new S and new X. And even there... It's only compatible with the new, new S's and X's. February 22 on up. If you've got a 2021 or early 2022 S or X, you are going to need a retrofit. Now, I have to pause right there because this retrofit might cost $2,000. There was something posted on Twitter that, that purported to be a uh, a message, you know, with service Tesla service in the Tesla app, uh, an exchange of messages, where somebody in Tesla service told a Model S owner who who doesn't have a they have an older quote unquote older new Model S that it was going to be like nineteen one thousand nine hundred seventy five dollars plus tax to do an upgrade to make their new S compatible. Uh, but again, I, I, that is unverified as of this recording, it looked legit, it looked real, but on the internet, you know, you can just never tell if somebody, you know, that could be easily photoshopped, so we don't know for sure, but it may very well cost a pretty penny. Now, uh, Elon though, he did confirm that retrofits will be possible. So that much, that much is assured. It's just a matter of, is that price tag accurate? Or will it cost less? Could it be free? I'm not sure. And what is the issue? You may be wondering, because I was, as somebody that obviously is a gamer, covers the games industry. What is the issue? What's the difference between the old new Model X and the new new Model X and S? And apparently it's a RAM issue. So Tesla Motors Reddit user, Casual Omelette44, not sure if that person's a listener to this podcast, but crediting where credits do noted this, based on info from Green the Only, our resident white hat Tesla hacker friend who I mention every now and again on the show, this will likely upgrade the RAM from eight gigabytes to 16 gigabytes and storage from 128 gigabyte NVMe drive to 256 gigabyte NVMe drive to match the MCU that post-February 22, 2022 S and X have. And that, that makes sense. It would make sense that the 3 and the Y don't have the RAM and or the storage to make this Steam thing happen, but it certainly makes sense that the new S and X do have that firepower. And by the way, if you're wondering how you're gonna store all of these video games, modern video games, because they're huge. They, they are huge games uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is a 70 gigabyte game unto itself so you know once in, in the new SNX you get upgraded to 256 or if you already have it if you have a newer new SRX 70 I mean that's right there that's more than a quarter of your of your storage space just taken up by one modern game Cyberpunk 2077 but anyway uh, the point is 256 gigs of storage can go very quickly with modern games, and Tesla is offering a solution. It's not actually available for sale yet. You can simply sign up on the shop.tesla.com store to be notified when it's available, but Tesla is selling a one-terabyte SSD drive for $350. The product description reads as follows. Store everything from Tesla arcade games to dash cam footage. Our one terabyte solid state drive allows you to save all your vehicle data in one place. This automotive grade external SSD is designed for durability, withstanding extreme cabin temperatures, vehicle shocks and vibrations. With an an extended lifespan compared to similar storage devices and read write speeds optimized for gaming, The solid-state drive supports Steam Gaming. Steam, yes, I had that right, Steam Gaming. So, yeah, that's a really steep price to pay for a one-terabyte drive. A vanilla one-terabyte SSD is about a 100 bucks. Now, again, I understand that Tesla is claiming this one is gonna be automotive-grade, it's gonna be resistant to high temperatures, which... If you've got a new SRX, that means you've got that uh, USB port in your glove box, a nice secure place to stash a something like a three hundred and fifty dollar SSD drive, where you can lock it in there. Uh, so that's certainly, and that's where that's where Tesla in in the sh- the online shop they picture it stored there in in the glove box uh, USB spot. But anyway, uh, it. Is it worth 350, even if it's you know, gonna be automotive grade? That still feels really steep. I mean, that just that's feels, it seems like one area where you could probably go aftermarket, and even if the drive dies on you after a year, well, guess what? It would take three and a half of, of those drives <laughs> before you have matched up to uh, how much money Tesla's charging for theirs. Still though, I have to say again, I've been a gamer pretty much my whole life. I work, I cover the world of video games, and when I saw this Steam integration in the new S and X, I now have a, a burning itch to get a new Model S. I mean, of course, I'm not doing that because it's a lot of money, but, I mean, I, I'm, I say that jokingly, but also not. I would, boy, it would be really cool to have a new Model S. It was already cool, and this just makes it even more appealing. But, oh well. Uh, I, I do expect the odds are good that the Cybertruck and the Roadster are gonna have enough computational horsepower and RAM and storage space that's needed for this Steam integration. So, hopefully this is something that uh, that more Tesla owners will be able to look forward to, not just S and X owners. I do get three and Y owners being left out of this, but per- hopefully not forever. If so, you know, hopefully whenever there is an inevitable MCU upgrade again, in what you know a few years from now, maybe on the three and the Y. Hopefully, at that point, the Steam integration will make its way down to the three and the Y. P.S. By the way. Tesla's video also appeared to show Bluetooth controller functionality, which I know had been promised for the new S and the X, but I think it hadn't been delivered yet. But either way, it's definitely there now. You just wirelessly, just Bluetooth connect your controller. I'm a big fan of the Xbox Series X controller. Bluetooth connect it to your car, download your games from your library on Steam, and go have some fun at your nearest supercharger stop. But I'm getting that, that was a fun little trip down video game lane. Let's come back to the rest of the features in this holiday update, such as track mode for Model Y performance. Now, as I said the last time this came up, fairly recently, you will be the coolest crossover SUV at your next local autocross meetup and probably the only crossover SUV. I can't imagine too many of those are showing up for autocross days at uh, in, in, your, in your area. So bring your Model Y performance, throw it into track mode and have a blast with that. The next feature in this holiday update, Apple Music. Well, I've covered this one already. This came up, what, one or two shows ago. It is official, it's here, Apple Music has arrived in your Tesla. Next one, control your garage door remotely using MyQ from your touchscreen. We've covered that recently as well. And then emissions testing mode in the Tesla app. Yes, remote farting in the car via the Tesla app. That'll be fun for kids and parents alike to, uh, to prank each other with. There's the option to always show Rainbow Road. If you're familiar with the Rainbow Road Easter egg, you can now have that on all the time if you want to. Zoom. Zoom is part of this. I talked about Zoom coming to the Tesla recently. Zoom had made that announcement. It is here. Make Zoom calls with the cabin camera. And then, here I think this last one is a pleasant surprise for everyone. And that is UI cards are back. Including a new media card. And uh, insert record scratch sound here. What? Hang on. The return of the cards that they took away from us in version 11. Everybody liked the cards down in the lower left corner of your screen. You know, you could cycle through your tire pressure cards, your uh, trip meter cards, and now the cards are back, including a new media-centric card. So yes, very glad to see Tesla listening to their customer feedback on this and bringing back that well-liked feature and adding to it, no less, with the new media card as well. So overall, I have to say this sounds like a fantastic holiday update. It really, at this point, in keeping with the tradition that's been established, we've been spoiled by by getting these and and again a reminder they're free. We get these we get updates all year long for free and we get these big virtual goodie bags of software updates for our cars for free. Every year and they add new features, new fun things. It's awesome. I mean, I just love it and I'm so grateful to the Tesla software team. It's just it's just fantastic. And by the way, if we're really lucky, so if you're listening to this going, well, wait a minute, I haven't gotten this update yet. It's. It probably means that like me, you're in the FSD beta branch because we have not gotten this yet. Uh, so if we're lucky, hopefully those of us on the FSD beta branch will get this before the holidays. We've got, as I record this on Friday night, December 16th, we've got nine days to go. Elon did say next week on Twitter, and he said that this past week, so th- this, this week that you're listening to the podcast, it may arrive, hopefully it's going to. Uh, and perhaps if, uh, although he was saying that about V11, I should actually make sure I'm being clear on this. So he said that about V11, I would imagine that that's got all this holiday update, all these goodies bundled in with that version 11 update to the FSD beta branch. Which, of course, version 11 of FSD beta will be the merging of the stacks, the city street stack merging with the highway stack so that the city street stack is the one on the highway, which should mean, as I've said many times before, I'm looking forward to more assertive lane changes. Yes, please, and thank you. Uh, In fact, uh, it's just augmenting this some more. Teslascope, who makes it their mission to track this stuff, tweeted, the initial holiday update will go out to current full self-driving beta testers very soon. The autonomy team is finalizing everything as we speak. For everyone else in North America, keep an eye out soon for something. Uh, so we're, we're there. We're very close to this. And the, the general production fleet, the non-FSD testers, you should all by now have that holiday update. And so I made it this subject of this week's Patreon poll. Which of these new features in the holiday update are you most excited about? That was the poll. I had 171 votes this week, and the winner with 30%, because there were a lot of choices, there were 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 choices. I gave, I put on the poll everything I just listed for you. 30% of the vote went to Apple Music. So a lot of you very excited about that. 22% voted uh, voted for checking the cabin camera from the Tesla app in dog mode, checking on your doggos. 20% voted the return of cards in the UI. The remaining votes: 8% for Zoom, 8% for MyQ garage door control, uh, 4% for the remote emissions testing mode via the Tesla app. for scheduling a light show, and 2% and 1% for, for the remaining few there. So thank you all for voting. Again, the Patreon poll goes up every Tuesday evening. You don't need to be a Patreon backer to vote in it. I welcome you to come visit the page and just cast your vote every week in whatever the current Patreon poll question is that, as you've heard, gets discussed on the show every week. So again, my Patreon page is patreon.com slash Tesla podcast. So again, to close out this topic, I already said it, but I'm going to say it again. I want to say thank you to the Tesla software team who worked so hard on getting us all of these new awesome features, getting them all out the door so that we can enjoy them over the holidays. I hope that the software team's able to get some well-deserved time off this holiday. Particularly, again, since they got this out 11 days earlier than they did last year. So, awesome work. Hopefully, they're able to enjoy some well deserved time off. Next up this week in the world of Tesla news, Tesla has installed more mega chargers for the Tesla semis, this time in Sacramento. I saw this on Drive Tesla Canada, who writes As we have previously reported, Tesla has installed mega chargers at Giga Nevada and PepsiCo's Frito-Lay facility in Modesto, California. Those builds and installations were well-tracked by Tesla enthusiasts in the area, but it looks like another megacharger installation went completely under the radar. Tesla has also built a four-stall megacharger at the PepsiCo beverages plant in Sacramento. According to photos shared with us showing two semi-trucks covered, with the Pepsi logo that we're seeing parked next to the Mega Chargers this past week. With this installation, there are now 3 four-stall Mega Charger installations, two in California and one in Nevada. Tesla has yet to confirm how big the battery in the Tesla Semi is, but based on details shared during the delivery event, it is likely around 900 kilowatt hours, maybe even as much as 950 kilowatt hours. Despite the massive battery, it can be recharged quickly, thanks to the 1,000 volt architecture of the Semi and the one megawatt plus DC fast charging capability of the mega chargers. You know, it's gonna be really interesting to see how quickly or not the mega charger network builds out because the reality is that the Semi is not going to scale as fast as the passenger car, Tesla fleet nor is the volume going to be as high. But that said, Elon did say that Tesla is aiming to get 50,000 Tesla semis made by 2024, and surely all of those semis are not going to live in California. Now the difference between building out the supercharger network for passenger cars and the mega charger network for semi trucks is that the semis don't really need Intra city mega chargers, mostly. They need them on major interstate routes and then at the end point destinations of the companies who are purchasing them. So, by the way, if you see a Tesla semi on the road, don't forget to take a picture or video if you can, if you can do so safely, uh, and post it online because uh, for a while that's going to be worth some free internet points. Warning, internet points not redeemable for anything of actual value. Next up this week, Tesla had the lowest tailpipe emissions for 2021, which should shock exactly none of you. This is from a new report published by none other than the U.S. government, the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency. Tesla Roddy wrote this up and said the EPA released its annual automotive trends report, and findings reveal. The Tesla is leading the way with the lowest tailpipe CO2 emissions and the highest fuel economy of all large manufacturers. Naturally, Tesla is the leader since it doesn't produce any vehicles with an internal combustion engine, and as a result, there are no tailpipes. However, other manufacturers such as Kia and Toyota are showing improvements now that they have begun producing electric vehicles. Following Tesla, Subaru, Kia, Hyundai, Nissan, and Honda had reductions in CO2 tailpipe emissions. Stellantis had the highest new vehicle average CO2 emissions and lowest fuel economy of the large manufacturers, according to the report. So I was taking a look at this. This is the fifth year in a row that Tesla has taken the crown for highest fuel economy, and if you're curious, understandably so, They use miles per gallon equivalent, MPGE, for the EVs. That's how they compare the EV apples to the ICE oranges on that one. Also, you've heard me say several times over the years, with no malice, it's just, I'm talking about, I'm reporting on what I see here. I think Dodge slash Chrysler, a.k.a. Stellantis, I really think they are most likely one of the they're going to be the one of the traditional quote unquote big 3 in Detroit that just doesn't survive the transition the imminent and inevitable transition to electric vehicles and per I've said that before and this report made me think of it because perhaps somewhat backing up my belief the aforementioned Stellantis parent company of Dodge and Chrysler has had the lowest manufacturer fuel economy, in other words, their fleet-wide average, lowest manufacturer fuel economy for the past 11 years in a row. 11, think about that, 11 years in a row. It's almost as if gas-guzzling ICE muscle cars is their entire brand identity and they don't have a plan to go electric, and again, I say that little, you know, half the little half joke in there, but I really do hope they figure it out. I mean, I do. I don't want to see anybody crash and burn and I don't want to see jobs get lost. So I do hope they figure it out. But in the meantime, it's Tesla in fact that has competition in this space in this particular EPA study, and that's good. For instance, the Lucid Air is set to end the Model 3's two-year run as the Overall vehicle with the highest fuel economy. That particular distinction is going to go to the Lucid Air for 2022 after the Model 3 had it for the previous two years. But even still, looking at the entire chart with every manufacturer's real-world CO2 number (laughs) listed there and seeing a zero next to Tesla while everyone else has a relatively similar number in the 20s, And the measurement there is CO2 grams per mile. It's just hilarious in the most awesome of ways because you just have, you have all these numbers. They're all, you know, somewhat close to each other. And then Tesla, zero real world CO2. Hopefully more automakers transition to EVs sooner rather than later. And this chart adds more companies with that zero next to their name soon enough. Finally this week, one more story for you. More good news coming out of Austin. Giga Texas's production ramp continues. They are moving on through that S-curve. This was announced via the official Tesla Twitter account, which was busy this week. Here they noted, Giga Texas hits 3,000 Model Y builds per week. Congratulations, Tesla team. So in fact, yes, that is where I will start. Congratulations to the Giga Texas team for reaching another important milestone. Second, here's what I wanna, I wanna just dig under the surface here a little bit. We have been told repeatedly in many quarterly shareholder letters that the Cybertruck, which is where I started the show with this week, the Cybertruck will go into production when the Model Y hits volume production in Texas. And volume production is defined as 5,000 vehicles made per week. 5,000 Model Ys made per week out of Texas. And Tesla has also said that they anticipate that ramp to volume production in Texas to take a year, which means that we should expect Giga Texas to reach 5,000 vehicles, Model Y specifically, built per week by the end of Q1, because that's the one year mark. So, piecing all this together, if Giga Texas can add just 250 cars per week to its ramp, they will hit that volume production 5,000 car per week goal in March. And then, hopefully, all of the Giga presses will be installed in Texas, and the initial Cybertruck pre-production can begin, AKA in Tesla terminology, which just borrows from software terminology, release candidate model, uh, Cybertrucks, pardon me, can be made on the production line before actual production Cybertrucks that'll get delivered to customers go into production. Bottom line though, we are getting closer to the Cybertruck and the Model Y inches closer with this extra, this new production milestone out of Texas, The Y inches closer to becoming the number one selling car in the entire world. It's going to happen. I have every confidence that it will. All right, that is everything I've got for you in the world of Tesla news for this week. But stick around. Plenty more Ride the Lightning to come. Next up, your phone calls in the Ride the Lightning hotline. Just a couple weeks left here to get your $100 discount on your AccelerateAuto.com XCare extended warranty policy if that is of interest to you with your Tesla. Again, the response on this has been strong. So the kind folks at Accelerate Auto have extended this all the way from, uh, what, a few months ago to now just through the end of the year, which is coming right up on us. So just a quick reminder, XCare, these guys started out at Tesla They are now building a new company that's there to provide the extended service agreements that Tesla is no longer doing. So once your four-year, 50,000-mile factory warranty is up, Xcare is a good way to go. I've got a three-year policy myself that covers me for 40,000 more miles. It'll cover things like door handles for older Model Ss, AC and HVAC issues, onboard computer system replacements for the three and the Y. Air suspension issues on the S and X, etc. So, check them out. This whole thing is built specifically for electric vehicles. You can customize your coverage for up to 10 years and up to 175,000 miles with as little as a $100 deductible. They also offer leasing for customers and businesses. And even at the end of their leases, you have the option to buy the car if you want to, which Tesla doesn't allow you to do if you lease directly through them. So learn more and find the right extended warranty plan for you and your Tesla at AccelerateAuto.com slash Xcare. That's X-C-E-L-E-R-A-T-E-A-U-T-O.com slash X-C-A-R-E. And again, don't forget that discount code, Lightning, for $100 off your purchase. Now it is time for a few phone calls in the Ride the Lightning Hotline. I appreciate everybody continuing to call in and uh, bring good stuff to the table here. It's your chance to be featured on the podcast, be part of the conversation here in the Tesla community. If you've got a question, comment, or discussion topic for the podcast, you can call in in one of two easy ways. Either use your smartphone's built-in voice recording software, record your question. Please try to keep it to 90 seconds or less so that I can get to as many people each week as possible. And then email that file to me at teslapodcast at gmail.com. Or you can take that same 90 second or less call and actually just leave a message anytime you want toll free. It's a 24 seven deal. Just dial 1-888-989-8752. Again, that's one tsla And if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they are special. The recordings can be podcasted or put onto a keepsake. Visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more. Here's John from Atlanta to get us going.
2: Hi, Ryan. This is John from Atlanta calling in with a few software updates that tesla kind of hid in their latest release which was 10.69.3.1 the first is under pedals and steering we now have the option to apply the brakes when regenerative braking is limited so this will automatically apply the brakes to try to mimic that same feeling we get if we charge to like 90 or 100 percent and we notice that the car does not brake as fast as it would normally under regenerative braking. So now the car will apply those brakes automatically to try to keep that braking feeling as smooth as possible, which is kind of neat. The second is gonna be under the safety menu, and that's gonna be the cabin overheat protection now has three activation temperatures, 90 degrees, 95 degrees, and 100 degrees. Now we're we're not gonna use that much here in the winter, but um, in the hot summer months here in hot Atlanta, it's gonna be really nice to have that as a customized setting. Uh, The third is going to be under the arcade section and this may have been in our earlier release, but I just now noticed that we have the install size and local size on the on the hard drive of all the pretty large games that are on the Tesla right now. The little small arcade games are not going to have a size, but the larger ones like Cuphead and Stardew Valley, which are at 1.1 gigabyte have that size there and there's also a blue uninstall option that you can uninstall the game, which is probably for future updates when we might have larger games that we may not have the size for in some of the older vehicles. So I just thought those three updates were kind of really cool to, to look at. They're not in the release notes. So having those um, realized and and see that is, is really cool. And I wanted to share that with everybody. So keep up the good podcast and I'll talk to you later.
0: John, excellent call here, thank you very much for your contribution. These are indeed hidden gems, I like these, all three are useful in their own way. With regard to that final one in particular, about the uninstall option for games, you are exactly correct, larger games have arrived, as I was talking about with the Steam integration earlier in this episode. Again, modern games, you're going to be dealing with very large file sizes. I mentioned Cyberpunk 2077, 70 gigabytes. Even just The Witcher 3, which is seven years old, still a huge, like, open-world, awesome RPG. 32 gigs. So that that shows you, if in the last seven years, games have, on average, more than doubled in size, and they're just going to keep going. I mean, there are plenty of 100-plus gigabyte games out there. Anyway... Uh, John, gotta love these extra updates that are basically bonus features when they're not even listed in the release notes. So thank you again for calling in with this one. Next is Charles from Northern Virginia. Hey,
3: Ryan, this is Charles from Northern Virginia. Uh, Continue to enjoy the podcast, thanks. Uh, I wanted to make two comments regarding your latest show. Um, The first is that at least for uh, full self-driving beta 10.69.3.1, on our software version 2022.36.20, we do have uh, dual climate zones. If you press one of the arrows next to the the temperature, um, it brings up the little panel that has the temperature and some other options. It now has an option on the right-hand side of that uh, uh, little progress uh, slider that says split. And if you press that, it will separate the driver from the passenger and you can each have different uh, temperatures. It's been there for a few weeks at least. I noticed it a few weeks ago. I just assumed I hadn't noticed it before, uh, but it sounds like it's a new feature. Uh, the other thing is I wanted to explain that my MyQ is actually, you can think of it as a uh, wireless, a Wi-Fi-enabled remote. So it's very likely that it'll work with your old garage door opener. So all it is is a little device. You connect your network, and then you control that over Wi-Fi and that device just is like a remote control for your garage door opener so it is compatible with most standard garage door openers I actually have it uh, I like it I have multiple garage doors but my 2018 Model 3 has uh, got homelink so I use that um, I might try the mic in the car but uh, I actually don't need it uh, but it sounds like a good feature anyway uh, thanks again for the podcast um to you and your family and uh, Merry Christmas. Bye-bye.
0: Charles, thanks for your call. I sure hope I said this earlier, but I sure hope that the split button on the HVAC menu is new because otherwise, I will feel extra dumb for never noticing it. But again, nobody tell me when it, nobody tell me if it's been there the whole time. I don't want to know. but I am happy to learn about it now. again, it'll make uh, make family trips a little a little more comfortable for everyone. Now second, more importantly. Thank you for helping me, and no doubt, more of your fellow listeners as well, to better understand how that MyQ functionality works. It sounds like an even better new feature than I'd originally thought, which, of course, rocks. Uh, Perhaps then, nobody will really need to bother spending hundreds of dollars to get Homelink installed in their car anymore, as an aftermarket delivery service center thing that you gotta do, once, now that this feature is rolling out, with the holiday update so thank you again charles i appreciate your kind words as well thank you so much just one more call this week it's going to come from kurt in ventura
4: hey ryan uh, this is kurt hess ventura california hey during my last uh, california to new jersey round trip my 2021 y took a pebble to the windshield which gradually spread to about two feet across the whole windshield The replacement cost at a Tesla service center was more than $1,200, but I was not willing to trust Satellite or any other generic windshield company to take a hack at it. For those of you unfamiliar with the details of most auto insurance policies, windshields fall under comprehensive coverage. Most people set the deductible on their comprehensive to the same amount as their collision $500 usually, or sometimes more, but the, the, at at very low cost, um, an effective alternative is actually a zero deductible, which only costs about, I don't know, 50, 75, maybe a hundred dollars a year more than a $500 deductible. So yes, My Insurance USAA, paid the entire $1,262 bill to have that windshield replaced by Tesla. No deductible, no problem. So listeners might want to check their policy to see if they can protect themselves against one of those $1,200 bills. Hey, man, thanks again for this superb podcast. I look forward to it every Friday. Thanks, Ryan.
0: Thank you very much for that constructive suggestion Kurt. I went through this recently after my last windshield crack not too long ago, and a friend James from the Bay Area suggested I do exactly as you mentioned. I went ahead and took him up on that and I ended up lowering my uh, deductible there from $500 to 100. I went with 100, and the difference was something like 5 bucks a month, well well worth it uh, in my opinion and I agree that it's worth looking into for everybody. I appreciate your call. And by the way, Kurt, it was so wonderful to meet you in person at the Peterson museum last week. That's all I've got time for with regard to the phone calls this week, but keep them coming. I'll get to more phone calls next week. I promise you that. I gave you the call in instructions at the top of the segment. You can also refer to the episode description, the show notes, the episode notes there, if you want that call in information as well. So Stick with me. I've got more Ride the Lightning coming at you here in just a minute.
1: This is Steve Downs,
4: the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117. You're listening to Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast. You know, that Cybertruck looks a lot like a warthog, doesn't it? Master Chief, out.
0: One more time on the Tesla calendar. Get your 2023 Tesla calendar by going to tesla.com calendar.com that's t-e-s-c-a-l-e-n-d-a-r.com community organized 12-week photo contest every year decides who's going to be featured on each month's page it's in year six and each sale helps to plant up to five trees through the one tree planted foundation there's a free christmas ornament with an order it's also got discount codes in there from Test Calendar sponsors. Free shipping if you order two or more. Get yours at TestCalendar.com. Spirit of Adventure Time, AKA What's Going On with Me and My Car. I am very looking forward to washing my car this weekend after we've had quite a bit of rain here over the past couple of weeks. But the forecast is looking good for the next week to 10 days. So I've got a lot of grime to clean off the car. And I'm just looking forward to getting it looking nice again. And then inside the house, Zelina, who I don't know if that came through the mic. She is currently scratching away at a little screen that's protecting one of my shelves and the contents behind it. She's woken up here. Uh, There she is. Hello. Uh, She finally had her first accident-free day yesterday, after five weeks of having her. And as of now, we're almost to two days in a row. We'll see if we make it through the rest of tonight. I am so hoping that she's finally got it, she's finally flipped that switch. Because so far, we have gone through two bottles of Nature's Miracle and many more rolls of paper towels at this point. Oh my goodness, she's been so good picking up everything else, but the, the uh, potty training's been a bit slower going. So cross your fingers for me. Hopefully we are out of the woods on the, uh, on the potty training. Hey, quickly, I'm going to give you an entertainment recommendation. It's a video game this week, and this one is very much not family friendly. So this is adults only on this one, but the game is called High on Life. It just came out this week. It's a first-person shooter for Xbox or PC and it's from uh, a game studio that was started by Justin Royland, the co-creator of Rick and Morty and also Solar Opposites. I'm a big Rick and Morty fan. I just I personally gel with Royland's sense of humor. It I just I laugh at his stuff and this game is hilarious. I think it's also just a very good first-person shooter. If it were just funny, but it were a, a terrible game, it really wouldn't stand up uh, for very long. But it is. It's a very good game. IGN just gave it an 8 out of 10, and I definitely recommend it. It is, uh, I mean, a comedy a comedy video game is very rare, uh, presumably because it's just comedy in general is hard, and making comedy interactive in, in a video game is uh, is even trickier. But this game is really funny. It's probably the funniest game I've played since South Park the Stick of Truth, which I, is, an, is a, an RPG that I adore from several years ago. But anyway, check it out if you are so inclined. The new first-person shooter from Justin Roiland, high on life on Xbox as, as well as PC. Time for a pro tip of the week, and it comes from Terry in Portland, Oregon. Speaking of gaming, it's a little Twitch tip.
5: Hey Ryan, it's Terry from Portland, Oregon. Just had a pro tip for anybody who has subscriptions on Twitch and want to take advantage of not sitting through ads while watching streams in their Tesla. Uh, If you do a Google search for twitch.tv login, uh, one of the first results will be for your Twitch account. Uh, And when you click on that, it'll kick open the native uh, Twitch app in your Tesla theater uh, of which then you'll be able to log in and have your subscriptions all right there and not have to sit through any ads Um, I find it kind of silly that Tesla doesn't have the capability to log in through the native application but hopefully that workaround will be useful to anybody who wishes to take advantage of it Uh, thanks for all you do and look forward to hearing your next podcast.
0: Thank you. Excellent pro tip, Terry. I agree with you completely that it's a workaround that shouldn't be necessary at all, but for the time being at least, I am glad that you found this and verified that it works and decided to share it with me and everybody else. Thank you for your call, and if anybody else out there has a pro tip of the week, feel free to call in and share it. I'd love to hear it, and your fellow owners and enthusiasts probably would as well. You can send those calls in the same way that you send in the regular Ride the Lightning hotline calls. Before I go, let me mention some friends of the podcast, starting with abstractocean.com. They've got that 15% discount that's been running for quite a while, which is so generous, for uh, specifically for Ride the Lightning listeners. The code is RTLPODCAST, all one word, and that code will get you 15% off of your first order. So, whether you're shopping for one of their fourth generation tempered glass screen protectors for your SX3 or Y, that features antimicrobial coating and aluminosilicate glass, which is the same stuff that Corning uses for Gorilla Glass, whether you're doing that, whether you're getting the any of their cool lighting kits, there's just a million things there. Go take a look, abstractocean.com. You can sort by car, by which accessories are available for which car. Again, pile it all in there. Use that coupon code RTLPODCAST at checkout to get 15% off of your first order. How about the snap plate? Everyamp.com slash RTL. The Uh, Unintrusive front license plate bracket that snaps on and off in seconds for your S, X, 3 or Y. It's grill safe, paint safe, radiator safe, autopilot safe, nice clean minimalist design blends really nicely with the Tesla front end when it's installed, and it leaves no unsightly hardware behind when it's removed. They also sent me a note, the snap plate folks at everyamp.com slash RTL that they now have a snap plate for the Polestar 2 as well as for the uh, Rivian R1T as well, uh, which is pretty cool. That's uh, yeah, the Rivian. And then they say we'll likely get the Chevy Bolt EUV out next. So that's coming soon as well. If you have one of those vehicles as a second car perhaps, or just, you know, another car in addition to your Tesla, uh, budgetsafesolar.com. I am still waiting for PG and E. This was the thing I was afraid of. Uh, but it is what it is. We're working through it. We're doing our best to just poke the bear and hope that it wakes up. But, uh, the new message this week that I wanted to add on this, the budget safe solar folks sent this to me. This is This is, like, actually lame if you're in California. The California Public Utility Commission approved NEM 3.0, making batteries a necessity, and as goes California. Generally, so goes the country. So if you have solar or are considering solar, let budget-safe solar add energy storage to your system. I mean, uh, the other thing they're doing here in California is... Uh, drastically lowering by 75%, lowering the credit that you get back if you overproduce with your solar system, as mine will in the summer, and it will underproduce in the winter, and the math is that it will even out. Well, they're now slashing the credit you get for that overproduction by a lot uh, and it, but if you have your system installed by April something, sometime in April in here in California, you're grandfathered in on the previous one. So that's I, I looks like I timed this thing just right because I did not see this coming, and it's terrible. And I very much disagree with it because we should be encouraging solar usage. I would think this is clearly a utility company driven initiative that has somehow been passed by uh, the California Public Utility Commission. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Budgetsafesolar.com. Take a look at them. You know, you're gonna take a look at Tesla Solar as well. But if Tesla Solar doesn't work out for you for whatever reason, Budgetsafesolar.com. They will custom design a system for you as they did for me. Uh, and hopefully they'll work out well with you. And again, they're doing, they're doing energy storage as part of their services as well now too. Meanwhile, Immaculate Reflections, irdetailing.com. If you and your car are going to be in the greater San Francisco Bay Area, treat your car to a spa day at Immaculate Reflections. Whether you want to do paint correction, paint protection film on some or all of the car, or ceramic coating or some combination of those, I guarantee you're going to get treated great and your car is going to look better than it ever has when Immaculate Reflections gets done with it, reach out to Jeff, the owner, via the website, irdetailing.com. Mention that you're a Ride the Lightning listener, and there'll be a nice little discount waiting for you if you book work with him. How about puretesla.com slash RTL, your one-stop shop for your dash cam and sentry mode needs. If $350 sounds like a bit of a steep ask for that SSD drive that Tesla's selling, what about $49 shipped for free for that 128 gigabyte pure Tesla drive? Now, in fairness, this is not an SSD drive. It is a micro SD drive. It, this isn't really designed for gaming. We'll see if pure Tesla comes up with a, a gaming, more gaming centric solution for that new Model S and Model X. But if, you know, you just don't want to pay 350 or you don't care about gaming or you have a three and a Y, and aren't going to be able to do the Steam gaming in your Tesla, I highly recommend Pure Tesla and their 128 gigabyte kit, which is just $49. There's also a $69 kit, which will bump you up to 256 gigs. They do also sell a nice low-profile, like slim wireless game controller kit as well, if that's of interest. So again, check them out, puretesla.com RTL. Finally, the Patreon. I mentioned this at the top, but again, Patreon, that is the way that you can choose to support the podcast if you feel so inclined. I hope at some point in time, whether it's here at the end of 2022, you've been listening all year, enjoying the show, you know, whether it's now, whether it's going to be start of 2023, hopefully there will come a point where you will say, you know what, Ryan? Yes, you have earned my support. I'm going to back you on Patreon. You can do that. On my Patreon page found at Patreon.com slash Tesla Podcast. Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. The support tiers start at just five bucks a month or 57 bucks for the year, because you get a little you get a 5% discount if you do the annual pledge. And the that that $5 a month tier gets you early access to each week's show and you can rest easy. Every every night. No, I'm kidding. You can be you can uh, you can be uh, you can feel good. Seriously, knowing that you're supporting my efforts and making my life better, my family's life better with your pledge. So uh, there's that. And then the again the $10 tier. That's the one I've really tried to zero in on as as hopefully the one that a lot of people want to go for. You get the early access and you get that weekly bonus mini episode, the lightning round episode which uh, you heard me talk about at the top of the show, talking Steam games on this one for this past week. Anyway, patreon.com slash teslapodcast. You can see all the information, all the various support tiers, and all the perks, the stacking perks. The higher you go on those tiers, the more stuff you get. You can follow slash subscribe to this podcast for free on any of the major podcast services. The big ones are Apple Podcasts, google podcasts stitcher TuneIn, and spotify those two are available natively in your tesla and then uh, i'm also on youtube in audio only form just search ride the lightning tesla on youtube you should find my channel easily that way you can subscribe to it if you just prefer to listen with a, a browser tab open and uh and via my youtube channel there my email address, if it's if you ever want to reach out, is teslapodcast at gmail.com. Social media-wise, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Same handle on both. It's DMC underscore Ryan. And I think that brings me to the end of the podcast. Other than saying hello and thank you to the highest-level Patreon backers, I will start with the Maximum Plaid crew. They are Jonathan Wales, Cameron Clark, Daniel Grummer, Seth Capello, Nick and Tony, the Galpin family, Ryan from Las Vegas, Darren Nickel, Kaz Barnes, Ulrich Lassa, Brett Libano, Patrick Wisneski, Gil Cabrera, Watley, Eric Brown, Mark Eversoll, Todd Badger, Joe Edgel, Kevin Yank, the Tesla Owners Club of San Joaquin Valley, Michael Williams, Will Stedman, Maitsuaru, Derek Nesselrote, Justin Perez, Jeremy Harris, Chris Beach, Tom Mills, Alex Brem, Tyler Smith, Corey O'Donnell, Matthew Graham Droneberger, Scott Gillis, Aaron, John Cody, Andre Kent, Joel Sapp, Kim Bay, Paul Casarino, Richard Corley, Chris Osborne, KB, We Drive Tesla EV Luxury Car Rental in Oahu. HaloBengals.com Chris Pratt Ken Epstein Doug Carey and James Gregory and another big thanks goes out to the grandfathered in Plaid crew the Plaid level is no more but these kind folks continue to pledge at that tier so I am more than happy to keep con- keep giving them the benefits that they have been promised they are George Cassioppo David Brander Logan Willis Jason Chalukas Tim Hyde Peter Chalet, Eric Randolph, Dory and Steve Guberman, the Tesla owners of Taiwan, Ron Lee, Charlie Gillespie, David Perella, Dennis Peak, Jeff Anguin, Chase Cabanias, The Lydia Family, Aaron Altschul, Jared Brown, Jerome Strack, Jamie Dalton, the Tesla Owners East Bay Club, Mike and Barbara from Louisville, David J. House, Travis Krenzel, Matt Nixon, the Tesla Owners Club of Wisconsin, Jonathan Zalesny, Ish, not Elon Musk, T. Kirk Lowry, Peter, and the Bear Boys of Colorado. And finally, the Roadster in Space tier backers. Thank you so much to Pete White, Lyle Austin, Steve Radspinner, Fernando Cordero, Lawton from Chicago, Sean Neidig, Neil Weaver, Jackson Wallace, Rolf and Jennifer Evers, Howard Anthony Smith, Victoria Caveto, Tesla Hitchhiker42, and Kara Weston. Thanks to all of you who are kind enough to support my efforts on Patreon. It does go a long way in helping out me and my family. Uh, I can tell you, Daisy is about to have a, a minor surgery. She's got a growth. Did I already say this last week? I guess I'll just... She's got a, she's got a growth, got to get it taken off, and... That's scheduled for the very beginning of the new year. So I'm not worried or anything, but that will be, uh, you know, that'll be an expense. But uh, that's a far, far lesser concern than her health, which is why we're we're getting this thing taken off, because after all this dog has been through and and surmounted all the challenges she has surmounted, I'm not going to let something silly like a potentially nefarious skin growth be the, you know, be the thing (laughs) that brings her down. No way, no how. She's only five. We'll get this thing taken off and she'll be, she'll be, she won't miss a beat. She'll be right back to, well, not that she's suffering now. She's doing fine. So, but that's, uh, that little surgery is coming up. All right. I believe that is the end now of Ride the Lightning episode 385. So I guess I'll just mention, I mean, you probably know this by now, but this show does not take weeks off. Uh, I'm not going anywhere for the holidays this year, so there will be regular, new, fresh shows each of you know the next couple weeks through the holidays. So uh, stick with me. If any time, you know, I know your holiday schedule probably is going to be different than your regular week to week throughout the year schedule, but the podcast will be waiting for you every Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific. I will be here to discuss all things happening in the world of Tesla. I hope you'll join me. I hope you've enjoyed joining me all year. And again, 2023 is going to be real fun and it's going to get off to a fast start. I promise you that. So for a now snoring Zelina, the future service dog and a quietly snoozing Daisy, the boxer, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. Again, this was Ride the Lightning episode 385. Happy electric motoring, my friends. And I will catch you next week.